0: cost of this is excessive, extremely excessive. And I can share with you, we could easily meet the underserved and the people that need this the same way we do the CRAs. I've been doing math up here the whole time. And we could save millions of dollars and meet the requirement of 25 and three that's out there and use those additional ARPA funds for septic to sewer, for all these other things that we could use them for. The cost is just excessive for me. No one in this room would have done this project if you didn't have federal funds.
1: Hate the game, don't hate the player. I mean, I'm I'm just trying to play within the rules and the framework that we have. We got this federal money, um, whether or not we agree with whether it should have been appropriated uh, that's a different discussion but the money's here so that was mike kohler was the first voice newly elected district 2 commissioner in escambia county explaining why he thought that the price tag for the broadband to the north end is excessive to use his words and we would have never done it if it wasn't funny freebie money from the federal government which jeff Bragash says i agree they don't spend money properly and there's all kinds of problems there but look you know don't hate the game uh, or don't hate the player hate the game we're just here to spend the money that they give to us what good does it do us to not spend it at all which is not what mike was saying mike was saying just spend it on, better on other things that are within the american rescue plan domain mike kohler joins us now uh, mike welcome to the pensacola morning news sir
0: Good morning, Andrew.
1: How are you today? Man, I am doing great. Great to have you. Let, let's start with that broadband decision because you and I chatted a little bit about this uh, offline, and I ran the math on the just $6 million that the proposal, which, of course, the board accepted for one you were in dissent because you thought that we shouldn't be doing this project at all this way. Um, $6 million divided by 4,000 locations is $1,500 a pop. You said that you had a way that you could provide qualified internet to the unserved areas cheaper to save money and spend it on other things like storm to sewer or uh, sewer uh, septic to sewer, which I totally agree with, but I didn't follow the math. What was your idea here?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the first thing. Your math is off a little bit, Andrew. So this county did something called the McGillen study. And that was done on January 14th, 2021. In that study that the, the board of commission approved way before I got there, there was about 3,000 people in the entire county according to that study that was underserved. Now, I know some people disagree with it, but when I asked them uh, where they got the 4,000, uh, they just said that was from FCC. The true number above Muskegee Road of households I put out there was 10,600. The national standard of people that do not have Internet, according to a Pew study, is 7%. That would mean that basically just under 40 percent of the people in the phase one don't have internet it's just not it's just not that so if you were to take the six million dollars that the county said they were going to put out up to 10 million and if you remember what jeff asked he said how much are you really going to need for this they're going to go back to the state arpa money and ask for an additional 18 million dollars so it's not six million that's going to go into this. It's going to be over twenty-four million dollars, and they already have what they call Visa Satellite on their Silver plan for ninety-nine dollars per month that meets the actual ARPA requirements for twenty-five megabits for download and three for upload. It's just it's just too big for me. I know my fellow commissioners believe that it's uh, building like an infrastructure system, but here's the problem. If you look at the FCC broadband system, which they also disagree with this, and I only have to go with, I can only go with what I have out there as facts, right? I can't sure. make up stuff that out, I can't prove. The FCC broadband has the majority of Candy County covered with the ARPA requirements. Now you got to come to a decision, to decide, do we want to go above and beyond and build a rocket ship infrastructure system, or do we want to use this money in different ways? And that, that's that's kind of where I'm at.
1: No, And and I follow that. That was the original position that I had on this. And I think I, I mean, I agree with you. And I said this, I would not have voted for this project. I would far rather see the money get used for septic to sewer. And if we need to put in some money in order to help people have minimum standard access to broadband in completely unserved areas, I mean, I'm I'm fine with that. That's very different from 24 to $30 million of money from whatever fund it comes from.
0: Let's go back to the McGillan study. The McGillan study said even out of those 3,000, at best, they think 1,840 people in the county had signed up. I don't know how much you know about the RFP process in this case, but that was another whole problem. Cox did a protest. He had a board. And so for me, there were so many things that could have been just a little bit cleaner on this. But if you look at something called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and I'm not advocating for any of these companies, but Cox, had, they all are, are able to uh, use this program. Cox currently has a program for $10 a month. So if you were to take, let's say, 3,000 people, and you can also buy them computers and everything on this, we could pay for these 2,000 people for years. And let me, let me share this with you. The spending's not stopped yet. We're going to have phase two, and the county said they will spend up to $12 million on phase two yeah. to, for this project.
1: No, so, no, I, I, I agreed. And again, uh, to me, it seems like we're taking people who deliberately live in a sparse, undense area and suffer a consequence because of that, that there's not hardwired infrastructure for Internet to their home. And we're coming in after the fact and giving them a highway when we don't have to and there are cheaper ways to do it. That that I completely agree with you. And again, better well, ways to spend the money. Oh,
0: no, no. I, I think I'm a great kid. I mean, here's my take on it, though, you know, and I understand what some of the other commissioners are saying. You got the money, you got to spend it. I was part of that in the federal government for years. We got a 31 trillion dollar debt. Just historically, I want to put this out there. when this ARPA fund uh, bill passed for 1.9 trillion dollars, Andrew, not one Republican in the House, even a Democrat, voted against it and not one senator. as soon as they load up the truckloads of cash to the states, everyone has political amnesia. I mean it's like you know but the, you know I just think we could do better with some of this money. And I'm not sure we're going down the right right path, but I will tell you, this is going to happen across all the states. I'm going to a broadband summit next week, and they're gonna spend a lot of money across the country on this. I'm very interested to see uh, how much are we willing to spend? I don't know if you realize the meeting last week, there was a, one of the guys that came up for IBT said, well, we're spending over $100,000 per household in Alaska.
1: Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah, no, I, I, I remember that. And yeah, no, I, I agree. The the aggregate amount of money that is being spent on this or some would say wasted on this is enormous. Absolutely. Now I wanted to pivot just slightly because um you made comments at the gun violence round table that Sheriff Simmons put on the other night. I thought they were quite good. And one of the things that you were talking about was your time as a nurse working in Oakland and seeing these guys who get involved in gang violence and shootings. And it was crazy, some of the stuff that I know you've seen. But you made the comment that after they've done the crime or after they've been a victim of crime, they have great regret. To me, that's one of the key things that we have to somehow manage to impart to these young people is being able to think how will I feel about this if it goes wrong? How will I feel about this if I get caught? How will I feel about – because that just future-oriented perspective is something that short-term, right-now thinkers don't have, that every citizen needs to have, right?
0: Right, and that and that's why uh, my second comment, uh, or third on that, was messaging. You know, it's the same thing we do when you see a speed limit sign. You say, ah, maybe it's better to slow down a little bit. You know, we have to do some messaging, and, and there's a lot of different ways to do this. But, you know, no one that was, you know, a gangster and then all of a sudden is shot all of a sudden wants to be a gangster anymore. They want to, they want to just live, right. you know. And, and I think that, you know, I had a reflection point of seeing some of those things back, you know, that was a long time ago for me. But, but the bottom line is messaging is a huge part. I think what Chip's doing is good, though. He's bringing the sheriff. He's putting a lot of exposure out there for the community trying to bring awareness, but you know, of the truth, there isn't very many of those kids watching the gun violence program. Let's right, be honest. Right, We're, We, we got to get to someone that knows those kids that maybe, maybe will say, you know, try to influence their life. But I think he's doing a, a positive job, and I think the group's really willing
1: to work hard on this. Um, and I love the I love the landing goes. point. I, I love the adopt a neighborhood, get in there and see what you can do to fix it, at least temporarily. I, you know, I love that as a landing point. Hey, last thing, Mike, before we let you go, uh, you've been in office now, what, about two months. Um, two how's months? it going?
0: Well, I, I love the county staff. I'm getting to know the commissioners. You know, with Sunshine Law, it's almost like everything's a sterile environment. taken <laughs> in the diet. <laughs> yeah. I got it. But they're, everyone's being very friendly with me. Um, I can tell you, Andrew, the county employees are really, really good. They're working hard. You've got some great people doing some great things. I could talk
1: 30 so minute about stories, but yeah,
0: but yeah I, I'm loving it, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to make some change for the people of District Two. They're, they're really hopeful right now.
1: Anything specifically that you, uh, you're working on that you've figured out, or that you know might be a little bit of a oh, surprise yeah. to people?
0: Well, you probably heard Commissioner May the other night talk about blight and all that. That was the first thing I started working on with code. Is is and the code officers are doing a great job. Um, I'm, like I mentioned, the TPO meeting, everyone's worried about Gulf Beach Island. They feel it's super dangerous. I think I think we'll get that road changed in the next four years. It looks like it's moving up to 2025. But uh, those are the two big things right up front that we're working on to try to make an a, a impact right away.
1: Very. But good. There's a
0: lot of things, Andrew.
1: Well, I, it's a busy job. It is certainly no part-time job if you're doing it right, and uh, I appreciate that it's a steep doing a learning curve. I am I'm there every day. <laughs> I know, <laughs> well, no, I know. I know. Uh, some of the others do not do it that way. So I pre- Well, uh, Bender does it that way, so I appreciate that. Mike Kohler, new uh, county commissioner for Escambia County District to the southwest corner. Uh, Mike, as always, uh, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for being available, and uh, keep up the good work, sir. I know it's a lot. Uh, have a great
0: weekend, Andrew.
1: You too.